Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Zen Again, What Do We Know? I'm Brianne Griebel, with me is Mer Monson. Hi, Mer. Hey, Brianne. Uh, we were doing our little pre-record spiel and you for two weeks in a row threw in the idea of bodies. Like you wanted to talk about bodies. Um, and we chose something else last week. So, uh, you brought it up again this week. So I feel like, I felt like, well, obviously this is something Mer wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm a little schizophrenic about that. <laughs> like, I want to, and I don't want to, so this will be to. fun. Yeah, so we're going to talk about bodies, and I'm interested to figure out what that means and where we're going. <laughs> so the first question, like, Mer, what, why, why bodies? What, what do you mean when you want to talk about bodies? Like, what's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, for starters... I mean, this is something that I think is probably true of most people on the planet, that we think a whole lot about our bodies, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's a whole world unto itself. And I guess from, from my own experience with that throughout my life, it hasn't been a very happy relationship. Yeah, you know, I feel like you and ninety percent of the population. Yeah, yeah, and I just, <laughs> I, I've gotten new eyes for a few things in the past week that I thought would be fun to explore. And so there's a couple places we could go. I'll throw them out, and you see what what sounds funnest to grab onto. One is, I, I reckon I came to see in the past week that I have been keeping, keeping my body under my thumb <laughs> is, is one of the phrases that keeps coming to me, that I've been holding it kind of like, you know, you pin somebody against the wall mm. and your hands around their neck. Mm-hmm. And I, I will love you if, I will listen to you when, I will, um, like, like it's a, like it's a leechy little sister that keeps following me around and annoying me and giving me trouble and won't leave me alone. And just keep, you know, and I keep, keep trying to appease it. Yeah. Like appease it or, you know, fix it or help it or, you know, make it come around or whatever. Just, I just, I all of a sudden through an insight in a conversation was able to zoom out and just actually see not just as, as a thought, but as a realization that, that that's what I have done for years and years and years. And, and coupled with that was this, the other side of that insight was this um, opening into a recognition of 
bodies are part of the intelligence of life. Like they're part of everything. They're part of all of consciousness. They're part of all of life. That it's not, it's not separate. In the same way that we've been talking about all kinds of things aren't separate, including mm-hmm. you and me, whoever we are apart from our body. You know, and have, having had the insight through cancer that I'm not my body, I kind of realized that I held it aside and apart from all of life and, and from the intelligence of life. And it, where it's kind of landed me, you know, a handful of days after this insight is that, oh, like all there is for me to do is just get present with my body, like I would with a, a child that's having a tantrum, or I would with a friend, no matter what mood they're in, like, or a client, like literally just sit in the space together and be there and let whatever is there, there like this. And there's just, I mean, I know this from a whole bunch of other contexts, but there's, there's magic that happens when we just get really present and listen, like all of the, the doing, the insights, the knowing, the Everything comes from that space of presence and listening. And it's just, it's taken this massive burden off my back. Mm. And it's, it's just been really gorgeous. Well, what was the burden that it took off in more specifics? Like, so you said you felt like you were like, you know, I will listen, you know, I will like you if, and I will listen when you do this. Like what, what were some of those things that for you personally were like, wrong, quote unquote. You mean specifically? Yeah, I'm just curious because I feel yeah. like probably, I'm guessing it's going to be relatable in some way or form. Or sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, the the big box is just, I hurt all the time. Mm. And, and lots of niggling symptoms. And this underneath thing of, of, is cancer over? Isn't it? Isn't it coming? Mm. Is it coming back? Isn't it? I've had two friends die of cancer, both younger than me in the past Mm. couple months. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not like it doesn't present as like this massive fear. I'm not consciously thinking about cancer all the time, but it's like swimming way in there in the background. And and like you said, that nagging sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but and and it's funny like the pain to me is a way bigger problem than cancer. Which is really kind of funny, but it is. Like it's way more in my face. Right yeah, now it's, than it's, cancer it's something is. you know is there versus the cancer which I don't know maybe is Yeah, it? and and so much thinking about it's in my way and I have to solve it in order to live my life and you know just the frustration and the why haven't I figured this out and what's wrong with me? And I should have had insight about this and, you know, and having tried it hundred things. And that's the other thing that flipped for me in it is I all of a sudden was able to see that just like everything else in our experience, it's an invitation. It's literally just an invitation. It's not this thing that's off or wrong in the whole of life, or even in my life. But it's simply an, 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 it's a portal, if you will, into 
to seeing something new, to seeing something more, to, I don't know if you can get the feel of what I'm trying to say, but it, it really did turn on its head from something that needs to change to, oh, this is just another doorway. It's another offering. It's another invitation. And I, yeah, the, the burden that's off my back is, I kept trying to figure out what to do. Hmm. <laughs> and I saw, oh, I'm getting way ahead of the game here. That's way off in the distance. All there is right now is just presence and listening and relationship. That's all there is to do. Everything that will come of that, everything that needs to or should be done or could be done to help will come from that. I just, I was, I was doing it backwards. Mm. You know, I can, um, I'm just kind of two directions my brain wants to go, but I'm going to stick with the most, what you just said there, the, what I can relate to in that is, um, Alzheimer's. Um, obviously with my mom and the journey I've been on with her, I I was just talking to my husband the other day and I was like, you know, it's sometimes it's a fearful thought and sometimes it's just one that just is there is I'm pretty sure for the rest of my life now, when I can't remember something, the the thought will be, oh, is this me now? Is, is, is this, is it, is Alzheimer's, is it my turn? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's going to be there the rest of my life. Um, And it's really interesting to see the different ways in which I hold that um, day to day. You know, there are some, like any day I'm having, like, it's interesting. I have a different context for quote unquote, a bad day. Like before all of this, it's just like, you know, when I was having trouble focusing or you just, you know, forget somebody's name or, you know, a particular detail that you think you should be obvious that, you know, before it was just like, oh man, I'm feeling a little tired today or a little off today. Um, that doesn't happen to me anymore. It's always up. Oh, is this Alzheimer's? <laughs> is this early? Cause my mom was diagnosed pretty early, uh, you know, and at 40, um, it's possible that it's the very, very beginning stages, you know, uh, and watching how my mind deals with that is, is interesting because there are some days when it looks like it's really important for me to try to do something about it. I go, you know, I went down like a five day rabbit hole of research and what can I do? You know, do I need to change my diet, change my lifestyle, take certain vitamins, um, and I'm glad I have that information. I'm glad I went down that rabbit hole. But it also, I came to the the moment of like, I'm not particularly interested in sacrificing um, my ease of well-being right now for the possibility I might extend some cognitive abilities hypothetically 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was, I'm like, there has to be some sort of lines or, or not line, but some sort of dance with that of like, do I think it's valuable to look in that direction? Sure. Do I think it's worthwhile to dedicate my entire life to it? No. <laughs> no, that that's, it's really profound. I mean, I, it, and my parallel to that is, you know, every time I get a twinge in my stomach, it's like, oh, is the cancer back? Right. <laughs> you know, so and, and it, yeah. And I remember, um, 
a coach said to me once, because I, I was in a space of really being up in it. And he, he said, it, it's so interesting that you are living as though you have cancer when you don't. Mm. And, and that, that was kind of my, mm. yeah, that was my moment of, oh, yes. And, and, and it's not like, okay, I got to make my mind not think about it. But there's, but part of that answer for me personally has been, of course, my mind's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Given my experience, of course, my mind's going to go there sometimes. But understanding that that's just what a mind's going to do. And then there's this, as you, as you touched on, this larger space to hold it in of, yeah, this is part of one of the wiggles in my movement of life, but life is right here, right now. And what makes the most sense for me? What do I want to do with my life right here, right now? Where do I want to look? And, and, and as, and a part of that too, is a little bit of a trust that, that life will also move us to do something when there's something to be done about it. Yeah. That it's not our brain's job to manage what should be done when. Yeah. You know, um, you know, in the in the in the way you hold the thoughts category, like switching directions slightly, because um, it another um, lens we could look at this like about bodies conversation is you know beyond the like illness side is just the appearance side. You know, oh with this my body. gosh, that's a whole other <laughs> rabbit other hole. Can most, of worms. Yeah, right. Most of us go down. And I remember having just again, it's it's interesting, you know, you kind of pointed out the realization. Like that's kind of the thing that always moves the needle on a personal level is when something just be, looks true to you versus an idea, a thought, a platitude, a mantra, an affirmation. Like those things are all nice and good, but they don't move the needle on your experience until you recognize if there's a truth in there. And I remember a couple of years ago, um, you know, the, there's this whole movement, like the body positive movement, movement, where it's like, you know, be kind to your body, think good thoughts about your body, like, you right. know, make sure your body knows you love it and appreciate what you, you know, you know, notice the things you like about your body versus the things you don't like. And there's this whole thing. And I remember having the realization, just the, just the knowing of like, I don't have to have any opinion on my body good or bad. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have to think about it in any particular way. It's a body. Like it seems to house the thing that I call Brienne, but any thought I have about it is ultimately irrelevant. Like I do think good things about it, you know, quote unquote good things. And I do think bad things. Like uh, there's days I enjoy it and I consciously recognize that. And there's other days I don't and I consciously recognize that. But if I'm completely honest, when it comes through, you know, all 24 hours of a day, I'm usually not thinking about my body at all. <laughs> right. In, in any context. Um, and there was something about that. You know, for me, the interesting um uh, implication of that realization. Like, first of all, there was just the, it was just a relief. It was just a like, oh, I don't have to force myself to think any way about it. And I don't have to worry about when I'm thinking about it in any particular way. That was just a, like a mental, you know, mental baggage gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't like, 
when I do like it, I can say I like it. When I don't like it, I can say I don't like it. Moving on, like blip in the day. Um, but the another implication is it entirely changed the way I started exercising. Um, mm, tell me about that. Because I didn't really know this. I didn't recognize this until I did. But I was most definitely exercising for um, a particular outcome that I didn't get somewhere. Yeah, to get um, either thinner or, you know, buffer or, you know, whatever. And after that realization, I started exercising to play, to like, I just, and this is neither right nor wrong for the record, but like the exercise I do now, it's like, I want to, I want to see what my body can do. Like I want to, I want, I'm curious, like, for example, like right now I'm trying to do a handstands. Like, so I'm doing these exercises to improve the muscle function to be able to do that and strength and coordination. And I also want to do like five chin-ups in a row just because, for no, just because I want to say my body can do it. But and Brian, it's, that's huge. It, it, it's, you're talking about is huge. I'm right in the middle of that. Yeah. It's so, it's a different feeling. Oh, completely. Now, to be fair, anybody can turn that into a thing to beat themselves over the head with too, right? It's so easy to slip into the, well, I said that's what I wanted to do and I'm, you know, my body's not doing that. So my body's failing me. Um, it's easy to do that too, but it's, it's nice to just feel the difference. It's nice to feel when you're just, it's more of a playful, it's more of a curiosity, it's more of an interest versus like, I need to do this for my body to get a result so that I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, and the, the, a real just tiny example of that is, you know, when I used to do yoga and stretching, it's, I'm stretching to make the pain go away. Mm. So that I can get to somewhere so I can do, you know, like, ah, come on, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I've noticed just this past week, whenever I engage in those kind of activities, like, I'm just feeling this freedom, just, and I realize, oh, man, this one feels good. I'm going to do this one. Like, I'm doing it because it feels good. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a, con- there's so much more space in that place. Yeah. There's so much more possibility in that place and go ahead sorry yeah I mean the the thing the other thing that's behind all of all of that and beneath it is and it's connected to what you said about it doesn't matter what we think I'm gonna do my best to express this that that underneath it we are because we're already connected to everything and all of life, and a part of it. Like we are already in an open, loving, free relationship with the piece of consciousness that we're calling our body. That's already present, but for all our thinking that we're believing. Mm. And, And that's why it's not this job to go have a bunch of great thoughts to create this good relationship with my body so that it will behave or so that it will do whatever it, it it's more this recognition of oh it's just part of everything and it's not something I, I can think about it or not I can play with it or not it's it's just 
Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> Especially when you're talking, it's so interesting when you're talking about your your flexibility exercises. I I just kind of had this, isn't it interesting that without an underlying recognition of something true, without a realization, um, without that, you're really like whatever you're going to do out in life, you're really just kind of moving the burden around. Like you're just moving piles of dust. Like you were physically you reflex uh, uh, stretching to get that flexibility in your physical body but you were tightening up your mental fi- flexibility <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like it's your like body may even benefit myself. right your body yeah your body may you may do you might actually loosen up your body and you know get it moving a little better but the whole time you're like body do what i need you to do <laughs> right you don't joy in it that's for sure it's so so interesting that that's kind of what you do until you recognize it until you Uh, yeah and you recognize oh I don't have to do that one I didn't even know I was but two oh I don't have to yeah and you know and it it calls for all the compassion in the world because it's totally innocent it's innocent I mean we, we we just can't see something till we can see it I mean I've been doing that for 35 years oops you know I mean it's like I've had a few moments of man I'm sorry body <laughs> let's start over here <laughs> you know, you know it's but, interesting sorry for no other no, reason no, go ahead. the last I don't know week or 10 days um just the thought came to me and I, I don't know if it'll last but when I get up in the morning um so we're we're currently staying in this temporary house while we're up here in northern Idaho, and I'm not a fan of the bed. <laughs> it's uh, it's fine, but most mornings I wake up kind of crunchy, and <laughs> that's not good. Beds are important in my world. I know, I know, <laughs> um, but it's one of those like it's temporary. What are we going to do? Buy a new bed to move into this house? We're going to leave? Um, maybe. Uh, but for the last week or so, I've been getting up, and my kind of usually my morning rituals, uh, I love to start the day with a cup of tea. So I put the, the, the kettle on to get warm. And um, while I'm waiting for the water to get warm, and then, you know, sometimes into while my tea is steeping, I just stand in the middle of my kitchen and I'm just moving my body and whatever feels like needs to move. Like maybe I need to roll out my shoulders or stretch my back or yeah. bend my knees. And I've just been doing that. And I find myself just naturally, organically, it just comes out of my mouth like, good morning, body. (laughs) (laughs) And I say, like, I genuinely mean it. It's just like, well, there we are. Here we are. (laughs) Good morning. You and me, here we are. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. That's delightful. and it's, it's, you know, there are aches and pains and crunches and knots, and it's just a, hey there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> Feel you. Hear you. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I, I love, I mean, you're, you know, letting your body do what it wants to do, mm-hmm. kind, kind of a feel, and, and recognizing, like, it's, it, it is intelligent. <laughs> it can move us to be helpful when it needs some help. Like it, it's, it's that, that was the other, that's another sense I've really had of, I don't need to manage this. Just like everything else I've recognized I don't need to manage. Like it's, 
let, let it lead. See what happens. Yeah, you know, there's there's something to be said for realizing on some level your body is not yours. Right, right. <laughs> it does not belong to you. Exactly. It belongs That's to what life. I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's you know, we get so attached to these meat cars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call it a skin sack. But I, you know, I, I've read somewhere the metaphor of like, you know, you can love your car, you can appreciate your car, you can take real good care of your car, but you don't think your car is you. Or it says anything about you. You're, yeah, well, that people do, but you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, there's this quote that I absolutely love, uh, and I'll, you know, probably butcher it, but it's something like, um, you are a ghost driving a meat-covered skeleton made out of stardust. What do you have to be afraid of? (laughs) And it's like, yeah, it is. It's, It's a fantastical biological mechanism. It's extraordinary, but it's not you and it's not yours. I mean, you can be the custodian of it. You know, you can um, take care of it in ways that make sense, but it's not you and it's not yours. It, It doesn't belong to you. It's not ultimately your responsibility. You know, I used to, I love looking at nature for metaphors just because it's so obvious to me that that it's, we humans can really muck stuff up, but you can't, when you look at pure nature that doesn't involve any human beings, there is nothing to find fault in. You cannot put fault or blame or like nature perfectly takes care of itself 100% of the time. But somewhere along the way, we we decided that we're separate from nature. Like we're outside of it instead yeah. of inside of it. Like we just like, oh, because we have, you know, what we call human consciousness, we think that we have, we think we have this intelligence that's separate from the intelligence of everything else. That's either better or worse than the intelligence of everything else. And it's just not true. Like it can't be true. How could you be more than or less than the thing that brought you into existence. You are a part of it. And I can't, I don't think if, if conscious, if, if trees could think like we do, and maybe they do, hell, I don't know. I don't know of a tree that would be mad if its branches bent in a particular way, you know, or if a flower would complain about the particular color it was, you know? I don't, yes, nature I don't think has that no psychology. Happen. Yeah. Like it just does what it does and and it adjusts how it needs to adjust. I love um where I grew I grew up in the mountains and uh, my father and I would quite often um jump in the in the truck or uh on something and, and drive up on these dirt mountain roads and you would see on a hillside where obviously somewhere along the way this hillside kind of slid down or a chunk broke off, a chunk of a rock broke off or something and there was a small tree growing up. But all of a sudden, the hillside um, slanted or fell or something, and now the tree was is basically perpendicular. It's sticking out of the side of the hill. But as it grew, the trunk just bent 
And sometimes it was almost a 90 degree angle of it was going sideways and then it bent up to meet the sun. And so it had this, like it looked like an L. And I loved seeing those as a kid because I didn't think this consciously when I was a kid, but I think something in me recognized like, yeah, everything knows how to adjust. Everything makes room. Everything, it's built into everything we have. Our bodies are no, yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, you know, if that tree, you know, was it the whole thing slid off and the tree became uprooted, again, nature's cool with it. Nature uses that tree to feed something else or turn it into the next thing it's going to turn into. Like it's all working just fine. Which now really, it's real cool. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say it's real cool to be consciously aware of that. Yeah, mostly because it can land our psychology in its proper place. Yeah. Which is largely out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really beautiful. Well, and then I feel like then even your psychology comes becomes it's not again, not like it never is, it, it's never not. <laughs> but our psychology is part of the system too. Well, yeah. You know, it's built but, but it's it, it's real it's nice like, when it, it feels like it's lining up. You yeah, know? you you don't use it for something it wasn't intended for. Is all. Yeah, you don't use it to beat yourself up with it. Like it's again when you. I feel like when you're in tune with it, it's not even a conscious thought. It's not even a like, oh, I'm doing things the way nature intended. You don't even think about it. It's just because it's natural. Yeah, again, to where how like I spend most of my day not thinking about my body at all, um, and that's when, again, it's not. Like, oh, when you see this, you sit back and do nothing and just let your body exist. You'll do that most of the time. You do anyway. But it's like kind of like you said, it's ideas will come to you. Like, you know, um, maybe I'll exercise this way. I'll change the way I do it. Or you'll just have a different attitude while you're doing things or new things will come to mind. Like, again, I don't regret spending five days going down a research rabbit hole of how to prevent Alzheimer's. I feel like that was, it gave me a lot of information, but I think also the wisdom was like, hey, I don't want to spend the rest of my life here. Like, I think it was both, you know, the obsession and the relaxation, I think are both part of the design. Yeah. Yep. And you can, you can ease into that or be thrown into it sometimes. <laughs> Or be shoved off the ledge. Yeah, sometimes it smacks you in the face. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, once again, it's back to there. There isn't anything that isn't part of what is everything. Yeah, nothing is wasted. Yeah, in, nothing. You know, including everything from you know every thought we've ever had to every feeling we've ever had to every body we've ever inhabited because that changes too right right and, and every experience we've had it's just it, it's I mean I just keep thinking about that Rumi poem you know beyond the beyond the, oh I'm not gonna quote Talk it well. about the field? <laughs> yes the field beyond right out, and wrong there's a field out, yeah out beyond <laughs> out, all ideas of there right there you doing. go I got you here we go out beyond all ideas of right doing and wrong doing, there is a field. I will meet you there. When the heart lays down in that grass, or no, when the, yeah, when the heart lays down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. 
that's it. And I, I think even just a glimmer of what's beyond this enormous world of thought we've made up about bodies and what should be done about them it is that field. And that's where that, that juice is and that life is and that peace and that possibility and that love and that okay with whatever is yeah. exists. I think of it as like another way I think about that metaphorical field it's like out beyond every single i every single personal idea yeah every single idea about me i mine out beyond all of that there's just peace and sometimes it's really nice to go into i me mine get all kinds of wonky and messed up <laughs> and have fun and adventures too <laughs> and then come back and rest. Like, go in and use your body and do things to your body and, you know, I can picture us, it. You know, Brianne, we're all tuckered out and we're lying in that field on our back with one hand under our head, you know, chewing on a piece of something. <laughs> <laughs> a little piece of wheat. <laughs> yep, in the middle of all the, the wildflowers. Mm. And, I, and I love that, you know, we get up and we play in the world of things and, and bodies and ourselves and, and we can go rest. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, I got to say it this time. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you. <ya. laughs> oh, lovely, Mer. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. Take care.